Howdy, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Truth Defender Podcast. We are coming to you from the greatest country in the world, deep in the heart of the Lone Star State, Dallas, Texas. I'm your host, Paul Aguilar. I really appreciate you guys stopping in for another episode. Uh, if you guys are catching us on YouTube and you aren't already a subscriber, please consider hitting that subscribe button for us, as well as giving us a thumbs up if you guys enjoy all the work that we do here, as well as turn on that bell icon so you guys don't miss an episode in the future. Uh, if you guys are catching us or you want to catch us on the go, uh, you can find us on Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio at Truth Defender Podcast. Uh, we'll have all the links to our social media down below, as always, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Getter, all that good stuff. Um, I just started I just started a second account uh, on Instagram for the show. Um, usually, like, so, like, the, the main account is just kind of for guests, like, upcoming guests. I'll post, like, a little clip or something, um, maybe, like, a poster of who's going to be coming up for the show um and then once the show is done and i have it recorded i usually clip maybe about a minute a minute and a half kind of promo of like a topic that we were kind of discussing for the show um and i'll put it up on instagram so that's the main account and i created a second account literally yesterday um which if you guys are watching this today it's saturday the 26th so on the 24th is when i created the second account um, just kind of posting random pictures and videos about all kinds of interesting things that are going on in the world right now. Um, and that site or that second account literally got taken down like within the first day, um, posting videos and just things that a lot of people can't handle or don't want to handle. Um, so Instagram just kind of nuked it. Well, they did nuke it because I can still access the account. But I can't post anything and like people that I follow or any of the posts that I had put up previously, they don't show up anymore. It's kind of stuck in this like endless kind of loop. It's like trying to load, but then it can't. And then it just kind of times out. So uh, that second account got nuked right away. Um, I had about five or six posts up there. Um, all pretty spicy uh, videos and all kinds of crazy things. Um so yeah, that's gone. Pretty bummed out about that, but uh, it was fun while it lasted. Um, yeah, so I mean, if you guys have any questions for myself um, or a guest that we usually have on, um, you can shoot us guest topic recommendations as well through email at uh, thetruthdefender1776 at gmail.com. Now today, um, I'm going to try and jump into a topic that I know almost nothing about <laughs> um but i've we've all kind of heard the stories about it for many years um and i've always wanted to kind of understand more about it um so what we're going to do is dive into okay so first we'll talk about what it is so we've all heard about cern right so cern is in switzerland um where they have the large hadron collider um, so it's like astrophysics and physicists and engineers, stuff like that, working on colliding particles. So they built this giant kind of ring, or it is a ring. It's about a seven miles long giant circle. And they're just kind of smashing particles together, you know, just trying to see if they can find new atoms and other kinds of things. And, um, 
so that's what they've been doing. That place is, I think, I don't remember exactly when it was put up. I think it was like 2011 or something like that. I don't remember exactly. Um, but yeah, this was this has been going on since then, and there's been I'd heard about it like before they put it up. Um, we obviously heard a lot about it afterwards. Uh, there's been like outcries from other physicists and other scientists that say that this is a bad idea and they shouldn't be doing this kind of thing because it can open up the potential for like creating black holes like within the earth and and like not just destroying the earth or our kind of what well, galaxy oh so it wouldn't be kind of destroying the earth or our like solar system but it'd be taking out like a massive part of like the galaxy and stuff so um there's people that say that that's a bad idea and then obviously the people that work there are like this is completely safe um there's nothing going on there's nothing nefarious like nothing going, you know stuff like that so i want to start by saying that these are not my theories okay obviously i didn't come up with any of these i'm not saying that they're right or that they're wrong the only thing that I'm going to be doing is presenting you guys with what's out there. I'll present the information to you guys. You guys decide for yourself what you think, what you want to believe. I'm not pushing for either way. Like, I have no dog in the fight, obviously. I just kind of want to understand what you know, they're actually doing out there. Um, and then go over some of the conspiracies. And I don't like to use conspiracy, but I don't like to use that word, but you know, some of the conspiracies that they have out there concerning the Large Hadron Collider and, you know, what people say they're actually doing out there and stuff. So I'm just going to present the, all this information to you guys and you guys decide what you want to do with it. I'm not going to throw my, maybe I'll throw my two cents in there, but it's, the stuff is not coming from me. So um, before anybody comes on in the comments and says that it's bullshit or that I'm lying to people and that I'm crazy and this and that. None of these ideas are mine. None of these theories are mine. I'm just showing you guys what's out there concerning it. So, you want to jump on my back? Better come correct. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so we'll go over kind of what CERN is, um, how it started, and where it came from, and all that good information. Um, so if you guys go to, if you guys want to follow along kind of where we're at. So home.cern forward slash about, this is the website for CERN, um, explains how they got started, what it's about, what they're doing there. It's like their, their like official page. So, um, that's good and all. So CERN's origins can be traced back to the 1940s. So it's way back when. Um, when that got started. So it says a small number of visionary scientists in Europe and North America identified the need for Europe to have a world-class physics department. All right, so... All right, so obviously... A lot of astrophysics kind of stuff, physics stuff is way above my head, <laughs> right? Um, so that's 
you know, I don't really understand like the whole what they're doing. I get like the basics and stuff like that, but uh, I really don't know what's going on. So, um, so June nine, June nineteen fifty three, the final draft of the CERN convention was agreed upon and signed by twelve new member states. It laid out the ways member states would contribute to CERN's budget, as well as early indications of CERN's ethos and organization. Um, so 1950s, so, you know, like came together, obviously a lot of crazy things were coming together towards the end of the, of the world war two, uh, all these new groups were starting up and organizations and NASA got started and that's NASA obviously didn't, you know, took all those Nazi scientists after the war, operation paperclip, and they came over and started NASA. So NASA was started by Nazis. So Sorry, guys, if that hurts your feelings, but it's true. Um, Warner von Braun was definitely a Nazi, um, came over from Germany at the end of the war. Uh, we split up all the scientists, half and half. Germany got their share, or what, Russia? I don't remember. So we split down the line. We got half, and they got half. I think it was Russia, yeah. Um, and then they came out here and started doing their thing. So anybody says it's not true is full of it um so this whole thing got started uh so they wanted that night that research facility uh starting in in the 40s and that got the ball running uh early 50s that kind of got up and running um so their vision was both to stop the brain drain to america that had begun during the second world war so yeah that kind of makes sense there um so CERN, at an intergovernmental meeting of UNESCO in Paris in December 1951, the first resolution concerning the establishment of a European Council for Nuclear Research, and it has the name here, which I'm not going to try to pronounce it in, it's in French, so let's not do that. Um, so two months after that, an agreement was signed establishing the Provisional Council. The acronym CERN was born. Today, uh, the understanding of matter goes much deeper than the nucleus and CERN's main area of research is particle physics. So that's some heavy stuff, obviously some heavy science going on there. Uh, because of this, the laboratory operated by CERN is often referred to as the European Laboratory for Particle Physics. Now, obviously they have the Large Hadron Collider, which is this giant, like I mentioned, seven mile loop that crashes particles together. Uh, and it says the Large Hadron Collider is the world's largest and most powerful particle accelerator. Uh, it first started up on September 10, 2008, okay, and remains the latest addition to CERN's accelerator complex. The LHC, Large Hadron Collider, consists of a 27-kilometer ring of superconducting magnets with a number of accelerating structures to boost the energy of the particles along the way. The beams inside the LHC are made to collide at four locations around the accelerator, corresponding to the positions of four particle detectors. Eesh. It's pretty heavy stuff. Yeah, so this... Uh, so this is... All right, so it's uh, it's in Switzerland is where that's at. Um, 
then you can actually like take tours and stuff. You can show, I don't know if you can just show up, but you probably have to make some kind of an appointment or whatever, but um, you can't actually take tours. Now where they take you, I don't know, maybe underground, you kind of walk the loop or maybe you just kind of tour the main offices, you know, whatever. But um, it's crazy. If you go to the website, home.cern, uh, it shows you like pictures of the Large Hadron Collider and like tests that they've been running, things like that. Uh, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty cool. So we're trying to kind of get a better understanding here. So I'm sorry if we kind of fumble through here because I don't really know too much about the inner workings of the Large Hadron Collider and like what it was created for exactly and how they use it and the whole science behind it. Obviously, I'm not a particle doctor. Just kidding. It's a nice little jab there. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know like, you know, the ins and outs of it. So we're we're learning at the same time here. If you guys have no idea what's going on as well, we're in the same boat. So stick with me. We'll kind of fumble through this and we'll get through it together. Um, so it says accelerators were invented in the 1930s to provide energetic particles to investigate the structure of the atomic nucleus, whatever. Since then, they have been used to investigate many aspects of particle physics. Their job is to speed up and increase the energy of a beam of particles by generating electric fields that accelerate the particles and magnetic fields that steer and focus. So we have a whole good thing here about radio frequencies, magnets, particle detectors, all that good stuff. Sorry, we're pulling up some search stuff here. <clears throat> um, so... For a long time... <clears throat> Excuse me. They were trying to, I always heard stories about this aspect of it. So what they were trying to do was what people would have dubbed the God particle, right? So they were trying to find, now obviously they didn't call it that, like that's not what it's called. It's, I think it's called the Higgs boson, something like that. But they were, it's, it's kind of like another nickname would be the the God particle. Um, so yeah, so there's a report here uh, from the Jerusalem Post. Uh, researchers from Tel Aviv University have found new insights, and this was by Tazivi Joffrey, published August second, twenty twenty one. Uh, the Jerusalem Post. If you guys want to check that out, researchers from Tel Aviv University have found new insights. And I'll probably link it down below as well in the show notes. Uh, into the behavior of the Higgs boson particle, commonly known as the God particle. In a new study, the university announced on Sunday, then August 2nd, 2021, the Higgs boson is a particle that is theorized to be responsible for allowing particles to clump together to form stars, planets, and other bodies. The researchers are investigating the decay of the Higgs boson into a pair of elementary particles called charm quarks, I don't know what that is either. The study was conducted as part of the Atlas experiment at the Large Hadron Collider at the CERN Research Center by Professor Erez Etzion and doctoral students Guy Karen, Hadar Cohen, and David Riker from the Raymond and Beverly Sackler School of Physics and Astronomy. 
So it says the charm is one of six flavors or types of quarks in the standard model of particle physics. Quarks are split into three different generations. The first generation contains quarks with the smallest masses, up and down. The Higgs boson is a relatively heavy elementary particle and can be created in collisions between protons as long as the accelerator's energy is high enough. Right, so it's a lot of really smart people playing with atoms and colliding to create all kinds of things, but the God particle was one of them that was, it's, it's called the Higgs boson, but it's, the, the nickname would be the God particle. So if you guys are looking that up, you can look up both names, the God particle or the Higgs boson, which is H-I-G-G-S-B-O-S-O-N. Um, and that's what they were doing there, um, which is all very fascinating, obviously. But, you know, some people out there were, were saying that this is extremely dangerous um, because it could open up black holes and lead to other crazy things. Um and I don't know, a lot of people say that that's not what they're doing out there and it's not true and that can never happen. You know, maybe it's not and maybe that's not what they're doing. But one extremely smart person who had a very huge problem with it uh, was Stephen Hawking, the late Stephen Hawking. Um, obviously, he passed a while back, but uh, he's an extremely smart man and obviously worked in, in, in the same field as well. Um, and he felt very strongly that it was a bad idea for them to be doing the kind of work that they were doing out there. Um, and this is a story from CNET.com, which I'll go ahead and share with everyone here so we can all kind of read through it together. All right, so CNET in the science section, cnet.com forward slash science forward slash Stephen Hawking God particle. So it says, and I quote, Stephen Hawking, God particle could wipe out the universe. In a preface to a new book, the famed physicist, and this is in 2014, so it's obviously he's, he's been dead for a while now, but this is a story that was written uh, back in 2014. So in a preface to a new book at the time, the famed physicist fears the Higgs boson, which is the God particle, becoming unstable and causing a catastrophic vacuum decay. But how likely is that really? Uh, we'll go on to read, Stephen Hawking seems to have turned into the man with the sandwich board that says, the end is nigh. He was a little dark and heavy at, towards the end of his life, but um, that's all right. Uh, so obviously he had warned us about aliens might destroy us. He's also been warning that artificial intelligence, which is extremely terrifying as well not only was Stephen Hawking sounding the alarms on uh, AI way before anybody else obviously Elon Musk is in the same boat now um, but it says now he's perceiving a threat that might not merely put an end to earth but to the whole universe um, as a UK Sunday Times reports, Hawking is worried about the God particle this discovered by physicists during experiments with CERN the Large Hadron Collider is a vital ingredient to explaining why things in our world have mass. Um, it says, however, in a preface to a new book called Star Muse, a collection of lectures given by famous scientists and astronomers, Hawking worried that the Higgs boson might become unstable. He wrote, the Higgs potential has the worrisome feature that it might become 
metastable at energies above 100 billion giga electron volts. Um, now, what might lead to this? Hawking explained this could mean that the universe could undergo a catastrophic vacuum decay with the bubble of the true vacuum expanding at the speed of light. This could happen at any time. Um, yes, can happen at any time, and we wouldn't see it coming. Before you prepare your loved ones for an evacuation to some distant star, Hawking did offer some hope with, it seems, a wry smile, a particle accelerator that reaches 100 billion giga electron volts would be larger than earth and is unlikely to be funded in the present economic climate so he was kind of saying that if it got to that level that it could destroy the earth eventually but that's so expensive that it's highly unlikely that it's actually being done at that time whether it's true or not who knows but that's what he was kind of saying there Yeah. So, I mean, he was obviously against it, and there's obviously a lot of other people that were against it as well, not just him. He, being the most famous out of all of them, um, you know, people listen to him more. So, he seemed to have a huge problem with it. Yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of like the biggest fear, right? That, that they create something so big and so unknown that they would not only destroy the earth obviously we would be the first to go because it would just swallow us up whether that be a black hole or whatever else you know leads to that like obviously like i said i'm not a uh, particle doctor so i don't know what kind of catastrophic events could come from that but um you know they'd be playing with some crazy stuff out there so who knows what kind of things could happen there it's kind of scary i mean i remember when that's when it was first getting built out and they were about to open it you know kind of hearing stories about it and hearing people talk about why they shouldn't be doing it and if this and that goes wrong then we're all screwed and you know it's it's kind of scary that there's people out there that are actively finding ways to try and murder all of us um you know obviously Large Hadron Collider, people that are working on extremely dangerous viruses and these freaking bio labs. Obviously, the last few years have been kind of hectic. Um, people that build nuclear bombs and play with that kind of stuff. You know, there's all these crazy people out there that are doing shit like this. And uh, we obviously have no say in it. We don't even know that most of it's going on. I mean, who knows what's going on currently? Uh, behind our backs that we don't know about yet that we'll find out 10, 15 years down the road um, so yeah it's pretty shitty yeah so I mean there's a lot of other theories that say that you know they're trying to open up kind of like wormholes or trying to mess around with um, time travel and go back in time or they go into the future and all kinds of crazy stuff, but whether that's true or not, I mean, 
who knows? Um, there was a story back in 2016, April of 2016. Um, there was a physicist, and I don't know if this is true or not. And like I said, I'm just presenting the kind of stories that I, I found out there concerning it and people that were saying things about it. Um, now, whether this is true or not, who knows? But here goes. Um, so obviously the story, 2016. Uh, a physicist believed to have worked at CERN named Dr. Edward Mantel, specialist in particle and subatomic research, who studies very, very small particle interaction, was involved in an incident at CERN on January 15th, 2014, that may have secretly changed reality as we know it. Now, a lot of people say that because of the fact that we found, I guess, the God particle or something that we're actually in kind of like an alternate reality at the moment that they messed up and the reality that we were in previously was, is like no longer there and we shifted into another space now, which has explained a whole lot of things like why, how Trump became president and like all kinds of crazy crap after that. Um, so yeah, a lot of people don't, think that what he's saying was true and you know obviously it's a bit far-fetched and i understand that you know the kind of information that he's putting out a lot of people wouldn't believe and wouldn't even give a second thought but uh, it's still interesting um so it says dr mantel's report states and i quote most of you who have heard of cern will have heard of the large hadron collider the largest scientific instrument which exceeds 20 miles in diameter and travels under the sovereign territory, 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 travels under the sovereign territory of two countries, Switzerland and France. The public has been told that it was constructed at a cost of tens of billions of euros for the purpose of studying the birth of the universe and the collisions that take place within the collider allow us a quick glimpse at certain phenomenon that can only be witnessed when particles hit one another at incredibly high rates. This is not what the machine was designed for, nor is it what the machine has been used for since its inception. CERN's main purpose for building the collider was to was, was to open a doorway, like I said. Allow me to explain. The doorway, he says, idea came into fruition in the 1960s should make a lot of sense after the war the nazis were extremely or into like extreme occultism and like talking to aliens and you know that was kind of like hitler's thing talking to aliens and getting technology and occultism and all that kind of crazy stuff so if they got a bunch of Nazi scientists at the time, they'd still be looking into doing that kind of thing. Um, after years and years, I'll continue, of attempting to hide UFO phenomenon, including large-scale and very public interactions such as the Roswell incident and the Battle for Los Angeles incident well before that. The governments of the United States, Great Britain, and France decided to throw their weight behind the understanding of what precisely these objects were. The ideas flew far and wide, were UFOs from another planet? Were they from another time? Or were they simply mass hysteria and mass delusion fueled by the overactive imagination of a public 
who were shit scared of communists and their technology. Um, and he goes on to say that they were none of those. Our universe is but one page in a large book. Think of a closed book sitting on a table. You see each page stacked on top of one another, bound by the spine and sandwiched between the two covers. Our universe is but one page in a vast and all-encompassing book. And our page is certainly not the only one with rich, in-depth thought and writing committed to it. Every page in the book represents a different dimension, each with its own unique writing, own unique story, own unique way of isolating itself from the other pages. No page was to interact with the other, just as no ink bleeds from one page to another in a standard book. Each page a universe unto itself. Uh, it goes on for quite a while here, so I'll just kind of read through the main parts, I think. Within a few short years of mathematical research and fleets of scientists working under threat of extermination, should they share their research? Yikes. Uh, the book idea was finally cemented. Though many disagreed, the mathematics were there to support the book idea, and the mathematics also showed us that it was impossible for one page to interact with another. It was until the 80s. Uh, during the 80s, billions of dollars of research was funneled into the idea that if we use enough energy, we... If we use enough force concentrated into a small area the size of a pinprick, we could theoretically tear our page and get a glimpse of the page next to ours. So that goes into the whole point where they're, they were saying that they were trying to use it to look into the future, you know, or, or go, go back in time, or not go back in time, but look into the past or look into the future. Um, Yeah, so all in the name of science, right? Where does that come? Where does that remind you of? Think of it as a source of energy faster than I travel. Yeah, it kind of gives a story about you know, how they came to the idea that they wanted to do this and all the funding that went into it, backed by different countries like the U.S. and China. Um, how they were, like, threatened not to say anything about their work and our, they were kind of planted with RFID chips and their IDs to, like, attract them. All that good stuff. Yeah, so yeah, it was just a kind of a big story of how that whole thing came to be. Um, so that was the story there that, you know, they were not just trying to investigate or look into kind of how the universe got started and what they were telling everybody in the news and they were explaining to the public they were trying to do there, but that they were actually trying to peek into other dimensions and, you know, try to see if they can look into the future and things like that. So that was that was kind of his whole story there. And, and this whole thing here, which I'll have linked as well, was just, you know, his story about how they got to that point. Funding and how the first sequence went and how, you know, they didn't really want to do it and they were kind of threatened and stuff. So that will be there. It's a good story to read for everybody that wants to read that. Uh. 
again. So there's all this craziness here. Yeah, so that's pretty nuts. Um, Yeah, so I, I don't remember exactly when the Higgs boson, did it say 2011? I think that's what it was, right? So there was another story that, that's, so that, like I mentioned before, when the whole thing happened, like in 2012, when they were saying that the Mayan calendar was coming to an end and like nobody knew what was going to happen, right? It was just going to come to an end and it just stopped. You know, maybe the Mayans knew something that we all didn't know and they knew that the world was going to end in 2012 or something like that. Um, some other people theorized that it was just kind of an awakening, um, a kind of birth from our previous consciousness and we kind of made a transition into another kind of plane of existence and, and such. So not necessarily that we, the world would be destroyed, but the world that we knew previously was just going to be left behind and we'd be going on to something else. Whether that would have been better or not, obviously, the <laughs> disastrous kind of events of the last few years have obviously not worked out for us in a great way. Now, obviously, we got this war, if you want to call it that, between Russia and the Ukraine. Uh, I won't get into my thoughts on that, but um, this thing in the, in the Ukraine is not what it seems. Um Putin's getting blamed for a lot of stuff. And don't get me wrong, I'm not defending Putin. He's a piece of shit. Always has been for the longest time, but he's getting thrown under the bus at this time and getting blamed for a lot of things that are not his doing. And obviously the president came out and was like, you know, can't do anything about gas prices because it's Putin's fault and like we can't do anything about shortages because it's you know, this and that the global demand and this and that it's it's Putin's fault we're blaming everybody everything on Putin obviously gas prices have been going up way before Putin even invaded the Ukraine like eight months before um, gas prices were just like slowly going up um, so I don't understand how people are not smart enough to get that <laughs> gas prices have been going up way before he even invaded Ukraine like months and months almost a year before and then all of a sudden he invades and then boom like it's his fault no it's not and obviously everybody talks about the keystone pipeline all these pipelines that were got they got shut down obviously you know they weren't going to be operational yet so that wouldn't fit fed into it too much but what does feed into it is speculation in the market you know for gas prices and such a lot of people were speculating that those pipelines were going to be up and running and they were being told that this was a certain amount of gas and oil that was going to be produced because of these pipelines and because of that they were speculating on prices in the market and gas oil was a lot cheaper because of it because they had that kind of guarantee that those barrels of oil were going to be there um and even though them shutting down those pipelines before they even got up and running had nothing really directly involved with gas prices, you know, obviously, like I said, the speculation did. So that just threw a whole monkey wrench in the in the in the price of oil and such. So that 
fed into it as well. And now we got this whole thing with food shortages that are going to be coming up. So everybody buckle up. <laughs> um, but that's neither here nor there. We're not talking about that right now. So um, this comes from the medium.com um, written by Ellie Sivens, September 27th, 2020 titled did the world end in 2012. Um, she goes on to say, you know, kind of joking about how everybody was saying that the world was going to end in 2012. The Mayan calendar was going to be over and we didn't know what was going to be happening. Um, there was a popular Twitter feed thread at the while, a while back, um, that was claiming that the world actually ended in 2012. Uh, one of them was claiming that CERN created a black hole that inhaled the, the earth. That's going back to that. And then the scientists place us all in a simulation. I, I don't know how they would do that to all of us. Now, there's a lot of theories that the earth and this life that we live on earth is all a simulation. So maybe we are hooked up to the Matrix, all um, the movies, the Matrix with Keanu Reeves. Maybe that we are kind of jacked into the system and stuff like that but um yeah that was the main one right that the cern created a black hole we all got sucked in and then we're just on this new trajectory um from what i know of black holes that wouldn't be possible because as soon as it got a grasp of us uh we'd be ripped to shreds before we even knew it so we'd just be non-existent anymore so <laughs> i don't know about that um, so one of the other theories that came from that, that we're going into the black hole would be the Mandela effect. Um, now I'm not going to get too much into the Mandela effect here because we have Reverend Bill Bean coming back on the show next month on the 23rd, I believe of April. Um, to specific to discuss the Mandela effect specifically. Uh, we had teased about doing that together a while back, um, but he's extremely busy. He's, he's all over the country and all over the world doing his thing. Shows on the Travel Channel and all that good stuff. And he's got his own ministry and stuff. So he's extremely busy, but um, I finally reached out to him a couple of days ago. And I was just like, hey, uh, doing a show about CERN. Mandela effect is involved let's finally do it so he's you know he agreed so the 23rd we'll be getting back together and going into getting deep into the mandala effect and what that is excuse me um but so this is the thread poses the question of time travelers as well um the time travelers kind of come back in time and screw up the world who knows that's an interesting claim as well um I don't know how I feel about that. So obviously the black hole, we would all be dead. So I don't know how that would work. Um, <clears throat> and I'm just basing that off of what I know of black holes. Um, if we are in a simulation and this was all planned, maybe we're, we were just put onto another, another program was fed into all of us and we're here now. Um, so that's, that's a good one, but, I don't know. Mandela effect also would be another one. I remember, I think one of like the popular ones was when Nelson Mandela, which was named after him. Didn't they say that he had like died in prison 
but then afterwards he didn't and he like got out of prison after all these years or something like that so that was like the main one it was like a lot of people were saying that he had died in prison or that you know stuff like that but he was actually still alive and he was released from prison like many years later so that's how that whole thing got started but that's another interesting one i don't know it's kind of a weird thing but like i mentioned i don't think we actually ceased to exist in 2012 you know the whole mind calendar thing was definitely interesting i just i don't know i just don't think that we the world ended at that time i just think they just ran their course on the on the calendar and it just finished and they had nothing more after that, but obviously the mines disappeared into thin air. So, what do I know? <laughs> That's a good one, but I don't know. Um. So yeah, obviously we'll get into some of the other kind of crazy conspiracies about what's going on there. Um, so they all. They, I don't know if anybody had seen this. Yeah, you know, on YouTube you could find it. Um and I'll play a little bit of I'll play a little video here as well. Um So they opened up a new tunnel, which is called the Goddard Base Tunnel, which is like the largest underground tunnel in the entire world. Um so they broke through on the twenty third of March two thousand eleven. Uh, that would be in the Western Tunnel, and on October 5th, 2010, in the Eastern Tunnel marks the most significant milestone on the way to completing the longest railway tunnel in the world. I don't know, I'm sure if like it's open to civilians or whatever, but I think it's just to like take goods and merchandise and I don't know what else underneath the tunnel instead of having to go over or go around, whatever they do out there. Um, Switzerland is connecting northern and southern Europe by rail through the Alps. So through the Alps, not over or around it. Uh, so yeah, that was what they were doing there. Now, we'll show, uh, I'll show up this picture here for you guys. So you guys can take a look. So it's a pretty huge tunnel. So like I said, through the Alps, right? So it, they bore through the entire Alps underneath it, all the way through south to north. So it's the longest wonder of the world. This will be a high-speed rail corridor for Europe, straight through the Alps, to transport goods in an environmentally friendly way from Rotterdam to Genoa. Swiss Federal Councilor uh, is considering the longest is describing the longest wonder of the world. We are working together with our partners on developing Europe's infrastructure. Even though we are not members of the EU, he continues, the truly great feat is part of Switzerland's plan to transfer as much freight transport from road to rail as possible as a way of protecting the environment. So another green initiative, great. Um, so yeah, they bore obviously with these giant tunnels here these freaking poor tunnelers and they went all the way through the Alps huge massive it's five times the volume of the Great Pyramid of Giza great can you imagine working in that tunnel like you're in there like 
way in there. That thing collapsed. You're screwed. <laughs> so it just kind of goes over how they did it and stuff. Um, so we'll go through this opinion piece as well. Like I said, I'm just putting this information out there to you guys. It's not for me. I don't. It's not. I didn't write this stuff. So um, one of the theories is there as well. I don't know if you guys had seen the opening ceremony for that tunnel. There was some pretty crazy shit going on. People with like goat heads and naked women flying and like witches and what looked to be like zombies and all kinds of crazy crap during the ceremony. Very important people in the crowd watching, taking pictures and videoing, taking video, videoing, taking video. Um, and not just like, like people that are like in charge or whatever but like very high up there people not like in the local governments and people that own countries and corporations and such sitting in the audience clapping taking in the symbolism of what was going on um so it's a lot of crazy stuff so this is written by gary Littman, owner of the language house 2016 this is an opinion piece um so he goes on to say, it's pretty much not confirmed. The gates of hell are in this alpine nation we know as Switzerland. Where exactly is a little unclear. Conspiracy theorists are torn between two locations, the New Goddard Tunnel and the CERN Particle Accelerator. Um, so he goes on to explain the opening ceremony. Uh, June 1st, the opening ceremony of the Goddard Tunnel. If you missed it, it went something like this. A giant mechanized worm eats deep into the bowels of hell to the delight of a half-naked demonic angel, Lucifer, lesbians, pagans, demons, goats, goat gods, and catatonic orange zombies in front of the delighted elite of the New World Order. Ceremony was captured, uh, edited, and redistributed all over the news. These are links, or not links, um... It was, so it, says it was edited and recaptioned and rebroadcast by lesser-known media practitioners, mostly American, geez, with names such as Vigilant Citizen, Bible False Prophet, Now the End Begins, A Watchman of the Sword, The New America, American, The End of the American Dream, Prophecy News Watch, The End of the American Dream. That's in fucking... That's a media site? Huh. Douches. Uh, before it's news, true news, and a host of other wacky religious people who have a computer and feel that the world, like that strawberry yogurt in your fridge, is well past its use by date. If you don't believe me, Google Goddard plus Satan. The world applauded the Goddard Tunnel as an engineering feat, which it is. Obviously, it's way, way, way huge and underneath the Alps and all that good stuff. So that's a huge modern kind of achievement, right? But he said the world applauded the Goddard Tunnel as an engineering feat par excellence. But the opening ceremony choreographed by Volker Hess was out of this world. It will probably rank highly in the top 10 weirdest opening ceremonies ever. But for those on the fringe with dark tunnel vision, the Goddard opening was evidently a satanic ritual. And it does look like it. I'll show you guys a video of it here shortly. But um, an underworld treat that would have 
filled Hades with pride. He says the Goddard Tunnel dedication ceremony was blatant satanic ritual. Satan seized the opportunity to glorify himself and desecrate the high place of Europe in the year 2016 for sanctification. The European leaders went along with it because Satan, as the world ruler, installed them. So I want to read through the entire story here. I'll link this as well so you guys can have it. Um, and let me see if I can find the video. Um, I hope they have some kind of like clips where you could just, I don't have to watch the whole thing. Jeez, I'm deaf now. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to look for one. Sorry, everybody. So there was a, f a couple of them, I guess, because there was one where they were like in a tunnel and they were having the ceremony in there. And then there's one outside with a bunch of weirdos and dresses and all kinds of crazy crap. <laughs> so I'm not going to play any sound. So we'll just kind of watch and I'll skim through it so you guys can kind of get a feel for what's going on. Uh, let's do that. So here we go. So this is the song Gotardo Tunnel Opening Ceremony, South Pole. So they had two, I think, one for the north and one for the south uh, parts of the tunnel. I think the one for the north was the one that I saw earlier where they were like inside, they were indoors and they were just having people come through and then it was like a big hangar and they would have people come in one side and then they would do the show in the middle and then they would leave to the other side. So that was one of them. This is the South Tunnel entrance, I guess. Um, so this is some lady. I don't know who she is, but she's obviously giving the opening statements. And then it gets hella crazy after this. So there's like the train going in one end on the other side, I guess, coming to where they're at. Uh, and that's how they'd be getting all their crap going through, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they have what look like zombies, what was described as zombies. Um, and then it starts getting crazy because then they start climbing the walls. And this was supposed to symbolize like all the workers that died in the tunnel. There was quite a few of them that actually died in there. Um, how, I don't know, but a few of them died in there. I think there was like 30 of them or something like that. So this was like supposed to symbolize them dying in there, whatever. 
as you can see they're falling off whatever and then we get even more crazier because then they start dancing and gyrating all that good stuff uh what's up what's up what's up break dance forever um what were you looking at and then they start getting naked <laughs> and then look at these weird pictures in the background people fisting themselves what's up um getting even more naked look at this never mind grab these sticks freaking pencil fights in high school let's, let's get it uh okay we'll skip ahead as well so now we're like fully naked almost This looks like those interpretive dance people or like those um, <laughs> those like crazy feminist ladies that do those dances when they're like trying to protest stuff. They'll be like standing out in front of a Trader Joe's or something like screaming at the sky and like dancing together and, or just all kinds of weird stuff. Look at that shit. Got the hiccups. All right. Does everybody have six packs? Uh, okay, that's good stuff. And then we start with these flying toilet paper. Uh, and then girls in dresses. They got the eye in the background. Don't know what that is. and giant bamboo and there's well, I don't know what that is goat head I guess or is that like an al alpaca I don't know not an alpaca what do you call those Ricola guys are coming out Ricola cousin it and his family from the Adams family what's up This guy right here. Now, they were saying that it's like, it was meant to like, represent like the history of, you know, Switzerland, the Alps, and they got all the symbolism, like, you know, obviously traditional instruments and dress and what, you know, obviously these animals exist out there as well. Just don't know what they're called. Uh, and then we start getting into giant beetles this guy in the background and whatever kind of goat that is there's the all-seeing eye everybody cutting a rug again we'll skip eh, there's the goat again and then this kind of masonic kind of thing going on I really need to find somebody that knows more about the symbolism here so I could speak with so they can kind of let me know what's going on. Uh, don't know. Some giant head dudes. 
come to me. Look, I'm extremely confused as well. Um, yeah, like I said, giant movers and shakers in the crowd applauding like it was the greatest thing ever. I don't know what the hell happened. What was going on? I don't understand it. Play by play afterwards. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean... There's a lot. I encourage you guys to take a look at this. Is like several of them. Like I said, this is the south exit opening, and then there's another one for the north inside, like in the hangar and such. It's nuts. Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> so that's that was connected as well. And then you know you have I don't know if these were true or not, but there were stories about like human sacrifice at CERN as well. I don't know if any of you had seen that video online that was kind of roaming around for a while where there was like a, they said it was a staged human sacrifice in front of the CERN building, like the main building or whatever it was. Um, the same CERN building that has a giant statue of Shiva uh, right in front of it. Um, it's, it's kind of weird. Let's see if I can get a picture of like the actual what's in front. So it was gifted to them by I don't remember who from India. Um, and it's a giant statue of Shiva, which is the god of somebody help me out here. The dance of Shiva and subatomic particles. The god of oh man. Let's see, Shiva, the, uh, the auspicious one, also known as Mahadeva, the great god, is one of the principal deities of Hinduism. Yes, 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 yes. Let me see, Shiva, Shiva, or Shiva, one of the main deities of Hinduism, worship as the supreme god. Shiva is represented in a variety of forms and in a pacific mood with his consort Bhavati and son Skanda. Is it like the god of destruction or something like that as well? I don't remember exactly what it was, but. It's not, I mean, I get it as a gift, you know, it's cool and they put it out there in front. It's kind of creepy when you look at it. Um, because it casts like this giant shadow. It's like in the courtyard or something right in front of the building. Um, and this is what it looks like. It's extremely creepy. Let's see, it's like casting these giant shadows on the building and stuff. Um, and it just sits out there right in front. It's crazy. It's a, I remember, it's, it's a good like 12, 
15 foot tall statue right in front. So that's creepy. <laughs> um, so we'll jump into here. And this was kind of, this was in the independent as well, .co.uk. Now they say it was staged. I don't know. But why would you stage a fake human sacrifice, you know, at CERN? So it says human sacrifice staged at CERN, home of the God particle. CERN says that the ritual could undermine the actual science that goes on at the organization. No shit. So this is the video. I don't maybe I'll play a bit of it. It's kind of grainy. It's supposedly been taken from like one of the windows in the building looking out at the courtyard where the statue is. Who knows, but we'll watch a little bit of it here. Now, there's all these people here that are robed standing there. Now, I don't know if you would like, are these people that work there? Or are these people that like snuck on to the, the, like onto the grounds and they were just doing it there? I don't know. I have to find more information on who these people were and who the people that run CERN think it was um, because this is definitely on the grounds there now was it and if you listen to like the actual sound of the guy that's taking it he's like talking about it and he's like oh shit like they're what the hell is this what's going on blah 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 um, and then at that point when it started getting all crazy Supposedly, he like heard, or that's when they they killed the woman that was there, or whatever. He got all scared and he took off running. So I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. Obviously, they said it was fake. Whatever. Um, but that's that was like a legitimate story and legitimate paper. Um. So yeah, it's this bizarre video, which is circulated online for days, shows several individuals in black cloaks gathering in a main square at Europe's top physics lab in what appears to be a reenactment of an occult ceremony. The video includes the stage stabbing of a woman. It was picked up by conspiracy theorists. Okay, everything's a conspiracy until it's proven right. Obviously, we've been talking a lot about some crazy shit for the past few years and everything's coming true. So you're only crazy until you're not. So I don't like to use the word conspiracy theorist. Everything we do is a conspiracy. When you get together with your husband and you get together with your wife and you guys are trying to decide what you want to eat for dinner that night, that's a conspiracy because you're getting together with more than one person and you're trying to figure shit out for the day. So whenever somebody says it's a conspiracy, everything's a conspiracy, you know. So whatever. Um, let's see, and posting the film on its site. U.S. website Stranger Than Fiction made a link to the opening of The Goddard Tone in June, whose ceremony involving actors dressed as naked angels and mountain goats was considered somewhat bizarre by many commentators around the world. Somewhat bizarre? Okay. <laughs> These scenes were filmed on our premises, but without official permission or knowledge. Okay. I don't know what CERN looks like. Is there, like, main gates? Or you just, like pull up in the parking lot and just walk up to the front door you would think that something so big would have crazy amounts of security like at the front gates and you know you wouldn't let people on or onto the premises without being inspected or whatever first so 
I don't know about all that, but uh, he says these scenes were filmed on our premises, but without official permission or knowledge. A CERN spokeswoman told AFP in an email. CERN does not condone this type of spoof, which can give rise to misunderstanding about the scientific nature of our work. Okay. The investigation underway was an internal matter, she said. So I'm assuming that's it was done people that work at CERN. Yeah, it says the video has raised security questions about well, the video has raised questions about security on CERN's campus. Well no shit, people are just walking up and they <laughs> um which would make me to believe lead me to believe that there are people that actually work there because if they're already on site, you don't have to worry about sneaking on or whatever. They just be like, Oh, we're working late tonight, guys, you know, it's gonna be another all nighter and then they're out there, you know, whatever. Um she further indicated that those responsible for the prank had access badges. There you go. CERN welcomes every year thousands of scientific users from all over the world, and sometimes some of them let their humor go too far. Okay, this is what happened on this occasion. All right. So, I don't know. It's hella crazy. I mean, it's nuts. Obviously, there's a lot of biblical kind of aspects to it, um, which we won't get into too much into. Um, but yeah, there's a whole aspect of that as well. So I don't know. I'll, I'll add all like the links to all the stories and, and like the articles that we use as well. Um, I have them all saved here, so we'll, I'll go ahead and do that for you guys. They'll be in the show notes. But it's definitely interesting, man. I mean. I've always heard about CERN for years and years and years, even before they opened it. And I'd heard about it and people coming out to protest and saying they don't want it to happen because of this and that. And we're going to end the world and we're going to get sucked in by a black hole and all kinds of crap. And people that said that it actually did happen. We're just here or we're a part of the matrix and we're just on a different trajectory now. I don't know. Um, but like I said, I was just here to present to you what I had heard of it what CERN says they do there, what kind of work they say they do there. Um, and you guys kind of decide for yourselves, you know, it's, I don't know. I'm not into like the whole scientific aspect of it. I know nothing about physics, astrophysics or particle physics or any kind of that kind of stuff, but um, nor do I pretend to. So I don't have no idea, but, I don't know what they could possibly get into, whether it be on purpose or by accident. Could they open up black holes or portals to other universes or other galaxies? Is that what they're actually doing? Who knows? I mean, it's all possible, right? Um, you don't know what you don't know, so it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. <laughs> so that's, you know, I highly encourage you guys to take a look at it when you get a chance. Um, like I said, I was kind of stumbling through this as well because I didn't know really anything about it as well. So um, sorry if this is kind of, this is just like an introduction to it, but if it didn't kind of go as far as you wanted, I, I understand. Um, but I was in the same boat as you guys, so I didn't know anything about it as well. It's nuts. I mean, 
see if we can find a picture. So this is what that looks like. Open the picture. Ow. So I don't know how accurate this photo is, but this would kind of be instead of like 20 miles, right? So it's like in a giant loop. And these particles go through here and spin and spin and spin and they crash into each other head on and they create whatever they do. So it's huge. I mean, it's underground. Um, this is what it looks like inside as well. It's nuts. A lot of energy, a lot of power going on in there. Power to destroy the earth and the universe. It's extremely scary. So, I don't know. Crazy opening ceremonies with angels and demons and goats and large amounts of power with Shiva involved and crazy mad scientists doing all kinds of crazy, you know, mock sacrifices or whatever the hell they do out there. I don't know. You guys tell me. So, uh, we're going to wind it down here, everyone. I really appreciate you guys stopping in again for another episode. That went by actually pretty quick. Um, let me know what you guys think. I mean, down in the comments below, if you guys want to shoot me an email, you can do that as well. The truth defender at 1776 at gmail.com. Let me know if you guys know anything more about it, stuff that I missed or know absolutely nothing about. Maybe I described something incorrectly and you know, let me know and we'll get it sorted out. Um, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, I'm going to kind of dig in a little bit deeper on my end because I've always been fascinated by what is going on there and what might be going on there, what could go on there. Um, I've been trying to track down somebody that knows a little bit more, um, but I just don't know anybody like that. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll keep on the lookout. If you guys know anybody, drop a name down in the comments so I can get a hold of them. We can do a part two. We can bring up some more information for you guys. Um, so that'll be good to do there. Um, yeah, guys, I uh, appreciate it. Um, if you guys are catching us on YouTube and you are not already a subscriber, what are you doing? Subscribe, right? Subscribe to the show. Uh, if you guys enjoy the, the work that we do here and you want to share it, that'll really help us out. Share it with a friend, share it with, with, with family, anybody, you know, who might be interested, you know, drop a link and let them know. Um, we really appreciate that as well. The more the merrier. Um, also hit that thumbs up button. That really helps us out a lot with the algorithms as well as turning on that bell icon so you guys don't miss an episode. I would like to get, kind of get on a more more organized schedule and be like popping out shows like more frequently. <laughs> it's just the problem is like I just do this kind of i mean for fun obviously i don't obviously don't get paid for this or anything so and the motivation is there for me to want to put shows out but it's not like i'm not getting paid like thousands of dollars per episode so like the like the desire isn't there to like be popping out episodes weekly i would like to do two episodes a week i know i i, I bring on guests and then disappear for like a week or two and then i'll have another guest you know, stuff like that. So um, it's kind of rough, but 
you know, this show is going to be coming on. I'm going to have another show next week. And then April 12th, we'll have one, the 20th and the 23rd. So April is going to be a little bit more of a packed month. We'll actually have guests on every week of next month. Um, so be looking out for that. Uh, I really appreciate appreciate your guys' patience on these videos going up. Um, life's kind of crazy for everybody right now, obviously. But, you know, work and I, I'm fortunate enough to where I get to work from home. So, like, I knit a lot of bed, work, and then roll back into bed afterwards. <laughs> and I, it gives me more time to kind of plan out episodes and try to track people down. But um, even with that, it's still, you know, work, family, obligations outside of work and, you know, kids stuff and all kinds of things. It's It gets kind of hard. So this not being my main job really kind of hurts. Um in trying to track down guests and such. If I was doing this like full time and I was making money off of it, good to go, you know, but that's not the case. So uh, it's all good, but I, you know, I do it because I enjoy it. And um, yeah, just wanting to know more like everybody else and finding some, some kind of topic that I, I think is interesting and I want to know more about. And we take that journey together here because like this, I didn't know too much about CERN. I'd heard of it, but we're, shuffling through this episode together trying to find out information conspiracies and all kinds of good stuff behind every corner which is great that's what we do here um but yeah guys um yeah follow us on youtube share a link share it with your friends share the show grow the show all good stuff uh if you guys want to catch us on the go obviously you can always find us on spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio at truth defender podcast uh, links to all the social media will be down below, except for that second Instagram account, which got nuked in one day for spreading false information or whatever the hell they were saying, which was, I don't understand, but they were real videos. So I don't know. Um, yeah. And then shoot us an email. Uh, if you have any questions for our guests and such, uh, guest topic recommendations, you can always find us at the truth defender, 1776 at gmail.com. Thanks a lot, guys. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I had a three-day, starting a three-day weekend today. No, today's Friday. Oh, shit. I thought today was Saturday. So I was off on Friday from work. So three-day weekend. So yeah, good to go. Hope you guys enjoy it. If you guys aren't uh, getting three-day weekend, I'm sorry. Um, everybody stay safe out there. Stay blessed. Most of all, stay frosty, everybody. Perfect. Perfect.